Hey there, welcome back to the Counter Service Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Jacobson, and this is a podcast dedicated to teaching organizations how to learn. Now, last time when we left off, I was defining what a learning organization is. And I just simply defined it as this. A learning organization is an entrepreneurial, action-oriented organization committed to continuous innovation by optimizing curiosity, creativity, and experimentation and transforming these new ideas into an impactful future. Now, while there are many definitions for developing a learning organization, I just believe the definition that I've just provided and explained a little bit last time, I just believe it's ready for this moment. A moment of the great resignation, a moment of an inflationary economy, and a moment of a global pandemic. But this requires a continuous, methodical investment in developing an organization to be future ready. Coming out of the pandemic, dealing with employee attrition, and also confronting an inflationary economy requires us to think about what our innovation intention is and optimize it with curiosity, creativity, and experimentation. A real example is found in a report that McKinsey put out. They found that 90% of companies believe they're going to have some sort of meaningful skills gap over the coming years. 90%. And 16% of those believe that they're fully prepared to meet those skills gaps. That is quite an issue for companies throughout the world. And so how do you begin to even begin to start to to make a dent in that skills gap that is identified by 90% of the companies that they survey? This is about learning new skills. This is about modeling new behavior, creating value, driving the company forward, and adapting continuously. And I believe that all sets the stage for today's podcast about to cultivate a culture of curiosity. I believe a foundational step to developing a learning organization, or you may say a learning culture, or even in your learning and uh, design department, or learning and development department, this is a foundational stage that has to be in the fabric, the DNA of your company. But it's, it's a discipline that is required, a skill to be developed. And so cultivating a culture of curiosity, first of all, starts with a leadership team mindset. It has to be modeled by the leadership team with a particular mindset around, around being curious around creating a culture of curiosity. You have to model this growth mindset. And so leaders must set the environmental conditions and expectations throughout the organization. It requires leadership modeling first and foremost. Well, if you're familiar with Carol Dweck and her book, Growth Mindset, if you're not, I suggest any leader go out and, and read that book. But in this book of growth mindset, she really different, differentiates between a fixed mindset that this is what you're born with, this is what you have, and this is all you can do with it, 
and a growth mindset and differentiating with that. In a growth mindset, she would say, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the starting point. This view creates a love of learning and resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. She goes on to say, people who embrace, embrace growth mindsets, the belief that they can become smarter if they work harder and persevere, may learn more and view challenges and failures as opportunities to improve and grow. So leaders, it must start with the leadership team to have a growth mindset, to model this culture of curiosity, to set the environmental conditions and expectations throughout the organization. Secondly, the leadership team in setting these environmental conditions and expectations must develop a disciplined rhythm and flow, a disciplined rhythm and flow of listening and questioning, investigating and exploring. Leaders must set the conditions for this within their company. When you bring people together, informally or informally, and by the way, there's so many tools available for this, and in many ways to do this informal, this has to become, become such the fabric of who you are. And matter of fact, it creates some common language. And there's such power in common language. When you can simplify a tool, a process, that becomes in the fabric of who you are, It allows you over time to edit and debate and dialogue and consistently use these words as a way to provide norms, to provide guidance, and ultimately will have such an impact uh, on your organization. But when you bring people together and you're setting the environmental conditions for listening and questioning, investigating, exploring, ah, it's automatically you're going to have access to prior knowledge because because this idea of curiosity is going to bring prior knowledge to the table. It's going to allow each person around the table to construct meaning and and engage in meaningful dialogue, even in dialoguing across differences that that are going to exist. And there are just so many examples of how to do this. These are informal and simple to do that can just be a part of the fabric. Here are three quick examples. One is to Choose a a topic of opportunity or challenge. And with your team, you just go for as for you go for volume. And they're all built around questions. You just develop as many questions as possible that surround that opportunity or that challenge. And you go for volume. And once you've gone for volume as a team, you as a team could divide them into four quadrants. One, that, that top quadrant where these questions are generative where we need to develop even more meaning behind these questions uh, that are here. At the other end of the spectrum are those questions, Adam, you know what, we're just going to discard them uh, for now. And as you move up to another set of, of those questions that you've carved out, you may say, these are questions that can actually be answered independently. They do not have to be answered within this group setting. And then there's just another set of questions that... Mm, They could move up into the generative uh, category, but for now, we're just going to parking lot these questions. 
we they may construct meaning later, but but and we appreciate the type of questions that exist, but we're just going to leave them for later. Just going through that exercise allows people to bring it. You bring people in. You're hearing others' perspectives. This idea of having assumptions it just it deconstructs any assumptions as people are beginning to ask questions and and, and even formulate those quadrants in meaningful ways that could really have an impact on that challenge or that opportunity. Another example is you could take the same topic of, of, of conflict or, or challenge or opportunity and then identify with these three questions around, keep going. Number two, what's missing? And number three, let's explore. Just identifying those three areas to to deconstruct a challenge or an opportunity is a simple way to bring people in and to include others in the process. And then lastly, another example is around sense-making. This idea of what are you seeing? What are you hearing? And what are you feeling about it? This idea of sense-making is a way to bring people together around a topic of of conflict, confrontation, challenge, or even opportunity. So it must start with the leadership team modeling a growth mindset. It requires that leadership team to be pervasive throughout the organizations to set the environmental conditions and expectations around listening and questioning and investigating and even exploring. And then finally, as a way to truly motivate and inspire a team or a group of employees, it requires autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Dan Pink in his book called Drive, another great book to take a look at if you haven't, is really exploring this idea of, of what really motivates employees and people. It's around these three things, around autonomy, that there's agency of the individual to take control of one's time or one's perspective or one's way of being within the organization. The other is around mastery, the ability to be productive and to improve one's craft. And then finally is around purpose, that there's true meaning behind the work. What motivates and inspires employees is around autonomy, mastery, and purpose. So you connect autonomy, mastery, and purpose to this idea of bringing people together to to listen, to question, to investigate and explore, that's modeled by a leadership team, that is a great mixture to advance organizational vision and deepen individual expertise. So I really want you to think about as you go away from this podcast, connect with your team of this idea of what do we need to model? How do we, what environmental conditions and expectations do we need to set? What are some tools that we can utilize both formally and informally? And then how can we really empower our employees through autonomy, mastery, and purpose, and then continue to analyze and measure that over time? Well, thank you for joining me at the counter on another edition of the counter service podcast. Thank you. (laughs) 